Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of heart podcast i am your host dion sanchez and joining me today is ashley michelle thank you for joining me today ashley thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's amazing to share my story on your platform i really appreciate it no problem so if we can kick off this episode by you telling my audience a bit about your story that would be great Absolutely. Um, So my trauma actually started at childhood. So childhood, I had some dysfunction. I had my biological father slap me across the head and call me effing stupid. And then in school, I was really bullied really bad, which actually led to a physical altercation where a girl punched me in the face. And then shortly after all that stuff happened, um, fast forward to 2016 or before 2016 actually my first relationship in college was extremely abusive and then um in 2016 um i was running on a trail in broad daylight and i was assaulted and then shortly after just a couple weeks after that incident happened i found myself in the middle of a murder scene and i had all the locks locked behind me when I got into the apartment and um, I was sexually assaulted, I was strangled and I had a knife pointed to my back and I thought that that would be my last day to live. I didn't think I was getting out of there for a second. I didn't think I was getting out of there alive for a second. I thought that I was going to be the next um, murder victim. 
And uh, then I ran down 18 flights of stairs and I ran across the street to a payphone. And I then called 911. And then I was taken to the police station for questioning. And the first thing the detective said to me was, please make us a promise that you won't turn to the streets for drugs and, and prostitution, et cetera. And that really hit me hard um, because for them to have to say that as their first opening line um, really has a huge impact, a huge, that's a huge statement right there that that's the first thing they have to say. It just tells you that majority of survivors of crime end up turning to the streets for prostitution, drugs, alcohol, which is horrific that they find that that's their only outlet. Um, so it was definitely eye-opening to have that promise. Um, as a start of their questioning. Wow. Uh, first off, I commend you for sharing that with me just now. It couldn't have been easy. And um, just out of curiosity, considering everything you just shared with me, do you think it's difficult for you to form, um, have some type of, um, intimacy or communication with anyone you've come across in your life? Um, I mean, I, I have. I have uh, dated actually um, previous to that. And it was just more manipulation, more power, more control, just really bad toxicity um, in my life. So I just really focused on myself because like my trust issues aren't it's really hard. I mean, it's hard just to like, not even from a romantic standpoint, but to trust anybody in general, because you don't know what someone's truly capable of. You know, I'm a big believer that talk is cheap, words are words, anybody can say anything, but it's actions that speak volumes. It's actions that actually mean something. Um, so I think it's, it's hard on all kinds of you know, directions there, um, and especially in terms of family. Like I've had my own family let me down and, and hurt me in a sense. So it's, it is, it's trust is a difficult thing. Um, but that's when camp counseling comes in, in hand with that. Um, counseling is a big way to overcome um, trust issues and, and fear and hypervigilance, I think counseling is vital to healing and recovery um, and finding yourself um, again. And, you know, I literally had to start from scratch. I literally had to rebuild myself entirely. Um, I had to restructure my life completely differently. Like I will tell you right now, the Ashley before all this, she's, she's gone. She's long, long gone. I am a new person and I have changed significantly in relationship standpoint and myself standpoint and being hyper aware, um, just more common sense, stronger and wiser for it. Wow, Ashley, I'm really getting emotional because I can't imagine having that type of strength at all. I mean, I've gone through quite a lot in 
my lifetime and I'm only 25 and you just, I truly commend you on restructuring your life and seeking help because many people as saddening as it is feel by seeking help it's a sign of weakness but it's I don't think it's a sign of weakness at all I think it's standing up and turning up for your life it's it's taking a stand for who you are it's taking action it's showing that you genuinely care and you genuinely want to be here for your life I mean I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was all rainbows and sunshine absolutely not I mean I hated myself for such a long time I felt so guilty that the deceased was gone and I was living. I felt guilty for crossing the street. I felt guilty for going to the grocery store. I ended up feeling so guilty that I ended up, and because of all my emotions were so overwhelming in October of 2016, I ended up trying to kill myself because I couldn't deal with the pain. So it was all too much. It was all too overwhelming. It was all too consuming for me to even begin to handle, for me to even begin to process. I didn't think that I could get through this, but what lifted me up, it was knowing like I have, I have a duty, a responsibility, and that duty and responsibility is to stand up and testify and to seek justice for the individual that is no longer with us. So I had a responsibility. I had people relying on me and I needed to step up and become the best version of myself that I could be to be a support for all those individuals that have literally endured the worst of the worst. Absolutely. I'm really getting emotional. Normally I am more communicative and can think of more examples, but just your story just... Wow. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm tongue-tied. I can't think of a follow-up question. Um, I guess I can ask you about the pandemic since that's traumatically affected everyone. Um, um, how is that? Um, it definitely affected me. Thank you for asking about that. Um, and I feel for all the other people that it's affected as well. Um, the mental health aspect, like people don't get it. Like, so for me, the gym is what saved my life and for not having that structure and routine, like after working, going to work out really played a toll on my mental well-being, my emotional well-being. Like at least when I worked from Monday to Friday, I had a reason I had a purpose to get up. And a lot of people with depression struggle to find a reason to get out of bed in the morning. And the gym was kind of that reason for me, especially on Saturdays and Sundays. And, um, so Sundays was really hard because Saturdays, I already had kind of some structure, some routine, some balance. I was a volunteer in pediatrics on Saturdays, So my Saturdays were always super busy, but my Sundays was a struggle to literally get out of bed. Um, because I didn't have the gym. Yeah. You can work out from home, but you can work out from home at any time of day. There's no structure. There's no consistency. There's no routine with that. Um, in going for runs, I did that as well, but it just, it wasn't doing it for me where at least the gym, like during different, when we had several different lockdowns, the gym was even doing, you could book an hour session. And so at least I knew, okay, I had to get up at this time. I had to shower at this time. I had to leave the house at this time and not having that 
was definitely played an instrumental effect um, in my life during those COVID um, days. Um, so that's something that's still hard because I mean, COVID is, is still here. I mean, I, I don't think it's going anywhere, especially with all these um, other factors that are coming into play with COVID. Um, however, um, what gave me the purpose is starting to do these videos on a Sunday. Um, that kind of is what gave me the purpose in, you know, talking, being an advocate for change and talking and addressing the important issues, not saying that COVID's not important, but people are not getting that this affected people's mental health so much. Like the suicide rate skyrocketed as an effect of COVID. Um, so a lot of lives, you know, were definitely dramatically affected in so many more ways than people can even comprehend. I mean, there's young teenage boys that because they couldn't socialize with their friends ended up committing suicide as a result during the COVID pandemic. So it's, it's definitely should be an eye opener to how serious mental health actually is and the effect that it has on people. Um, and, but the videos, when I started doing that, that really drastically changed my views. I was like, you know what? I need to start getting my message out there. If I'm feeling like this, then what are other people feeling? That's where my head went to is I need to dive deep, stop, you know, talking the talk. I actually need to walk the walk now. And I need to address the different situations that are going on as a result of COVID. Absolutely. And that's, um, just to give you a little insight into me, um, I actually um, got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic in 2020. I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I I it's okay. Um, many people take this news really shockingly, but um, I saw my particular circumstances as a blessing because um. I was in a really horrible way with my condition before I got diagnosed. Um, I was basically a skeleton. I was bones. There was no flesh on my skin whatsoever. And I could have died. Um, there was no concrete solution. No one really knew what was going on. Um, my family was basically crying every single day. I was crying every single day. Um, it was just probably the most depressive time of my life. And I also considered suicide because I hadn't, I was in that much pain and I didn't really want to have to experience my last breath. I, I didn't want to wait for that to be knocked out. I just wanted it to happen already at that point. Um, so um, it was really devastating, but it was through my diagnosis that I saw it as God's way of giving my life more purpose, giving me another chance to live my life, and calling me from that point forward to be a warrior for change. Um, I wasn't exactly sure how he wanted me to do that quite yet, but that inevitably led to me launching this podcast and helping others struggling with their mental health and giving others a chance to share their stories such as yours and just be reminded of the fact that they're not alone, that they are loved and care about. And um, just to give you a little more insight, it would be a year ago, this coming up Monday, when I launched this podcast. So, Well, congratulations. And I honestly commend you and give you so much credit. Like you're the reason that I do 
what I'm doing. It's because of people like you. You're inspiring a positive change and you're helping other people by having them have a platform to share their story. I think is so significant to the healing process, the healing journey. I think what you're doing speaks volumes um, to who you are as a person. You are such a unique gift and you definitely should be commending yourself and you should be so proud for overcoming your journey and giving back to others as a result is an incredible inspiration of hope. Thank you, Michelle. <sighs> Before I end up crying some more, if I haven't already, <laughs> let's get to the icebreaker question in the icebreaker game. I just have to find it on my phone here. If I can find it, where is it? Uh, I have too many notes here. Ah, there it is. Okay, so um, we're going to start with the icebreaker question. Um, if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at right now, what would it be? It would be overcoming the obstacles. You know, um, there's so much to continually to overcome. I mean, a week today is the, the five-year anniversary. And I really, I'm a really big believer in this. And I probably see this way too often, but it, time definitely doesn't heal all wounds. Um, I definitely think and believe it's, it's definitely what you do in that time. Um, but I feel like as each anniversary comes up, it only gets harder with time. It, it doesn't get any easier. And it's really about overcoming that and in finding healing and turning pain into strength is that's what this journey has literally been about but like it's you think about what happened every single day there's not a day that I don't that goes by that I don't think about what happened I just try not to let it consume my life because that will kill me that will kill me right there um I try to you know, be stronger and, and wiser and, you know, very, very less judgmental. I try to be nothing but a sounding board for people who are in crisis like this. Um, I mean, I know what it's like to be judged. You know, I had people say to me, oh, you didn't see this coming. I mean, who sees something like this coming? Um, you don't like, I'm somebody who likes to see the best in people, not see the worst in people. Um, so I really try to live a judge-free life. I mean, it's the same way with like, I, I hate this so much with, you know, with addicts and people that you see on the street, they don't ask to be on the street. I don't ask myself why they're on the streets. I ask myself, why not? what got them to that point, what drove them to that point in their life, you know, and two, I'm a really big believer in that somebody's always going through something worse than you, not to say that your pain doesn't mean something, but like when I was volunteering at pediatrics, for example, there was kids literally losing their lives. And as much as a difficult situation I went through, I'm still here. I'm still fighting. I'm still surviving. 
but there are people that are going through horrific situations every day. And I try to keep that in the back of my head and remember that like, I'm not alone in pain and suffering. There's so much pain and suffering in this world. It's just about trying to figure out a solution to that pain and suffering. And where do you go? What are your next steps? I mean, is every day perfect for me? Rainbows and sunshine? Absolutely not. I mean, I have my daily struggles like anybody else. I mean, I've had heartache. I've gone through it all. Um, however, I don't let that pain define me. I define it. And I choose the path that is best suited for me. I don't worry about what others think anymore because I just, I can't, I have to do what's best for me and what's in the best interest for me. Nobody else is looking out for me except for me. So I have to do what I need to do in this lifetime to feel strength, to feel courage, to feel bravery. Um, you know, self-care is vital and it's, it's all about, you know, learning and growing every day. And I try not to regret many things because it's, it's a learning process. You know, we're here to learn from our mistakes and I'm, we're here to pay it forward. And that's exactly what I wanted to do with my book, Finding Strength Through Tragedy, which here is my book right here and I am I'm beyond grateful to have this opportunity to uh be able to help other people through my words awesome so I kind of already told you what my chapter or um title would be for this particular part of my life and it's basically being a warrior for change um I do strongly believe in the power of one's words because I am a poet so words definitely um hold a certain gift for me um I told you like a small tidbit of what I went through I mean being diagnosed with diabetes during this pandemic wasn't <laughs> something I wanted, but it was certainly better than the alternative, and that's simply not being here. But um, I gone through quite a lot of health issues <laughs> growing up, so um, diabetes wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, it was certainly shocking to my family members because they saw it as more of a curse considering my upbringing and what I went through. Um, and I'm just gonna share it with you because I feel really connected with you right now. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so um, apart from the diabetes and my health issues, um, basically for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. So as far as using the power of my voice. Um, podcasting has certainly been symbiotic in that sense because I understand not being able to really use your voice, right. having your voice silent, um, metaphorically and internally speaking, considering for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. Um, and I didn't ask for that to happen. It just happened. So um, as far as... Um, your story of endurance and overcoming 
obstacles. Um, I certainly know a great deal about that from my own personal story. So um, when it comes to being a warrior, I think that really represents where I am right now because I've dealt with a lot and it's shaped me into who I am and I'm still here. So. I, I'm a big believer that every trauma is a teaching tool. It's a teaching lesson um, and it's a teaching story to help somebody else along the way that is struggling. Um, so I, like I said before, I 100% commend you. And I think that you should be so, so proud of who you are and who you've come out, like how you've come out of this darkness. And now you're this like breath of fresh air and this beautiful light shines within you. And I recognize that. And I'm sure many others do as well. Uh, before I before I end up crying and you end up crying, <laughs> let's get to this awesome icebreaker game. So the icebreaker game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. Oh, oh, internet, stay with me here. <laughs> um, as I was saying before, my internet decided to be cuckoo. Um. How the game works is I give you a word and you can either say it, sing it, or rap it. Again, you don't have to be an avid singer. I wouldn't expect you to, but hey, if you want to sing it, go for it. <laughs> Again, my podcast is an open forum to do whatever you want. So if you want to sing it, feel free. But um. Basically, I say the word, and then you either have to say it in the song title or in the lyrics. The thing is, though, time is not a luxury you have. You have 15 seconds to either sing the word in the title or in the lyrics. Okay. (laughs) So let me just get my timer here. Okay. All right. So the first word is, please stay with me, internet. (laughs) The first word is heart. Heartbeat. (laughs) Okay. Normally, I would ask you to library, but I actually know there's a song called Heartbeat. So, Sharon Underwood and Sam Hunt. <laughs> oh, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. I that mean, was such. I, that was such a good one. Like I knew it right away. I was not thinking that when you said Heartbeat. Now I gotta look up that Sam Hunt song. You have to fan look it up. It's incredible. Awesome, man! You did good. all right on to the next one I think you can get the next one because this is a very I'll tell you I'm a huge country huge country fan we're gonna become good friends already I'm a huge country fan too all right so the next word is words Okay, what's my next one? Oh, ah, 
Okay, I have to start the timer again because I thought you heard me, but my internet acted up. Uh, the next word is words. Oh my gosh, this is hard. This is really hard. Um, uh, I totally lost. <laughs> well, I can give you the answer some previous guests, guests have um, given. And there's um, the song called More Than Words by the band Extreme. Oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> It's a really good song. I don't have the extreme version. I have another band's version of that song, but that is certainly a good one. And I'm going to give you the last one while my internet is still stable. Yay. So the last word is change. John Mayer waiting on the world's change. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's the first time anyone's coming for the song for that word yeah <laughs> awesome and everyone was like i'm sure there's a word with change in it but they could never think of it before the timer goes or i was thinking garth brooks the change he has a song called the change yeah see you're good at this see he did so well this is a good game. I like it. <laughs> it's on my side. <laughs> and I'm a John Mayer fan too. Awesome. Uh, well, we can keep doing this game all day long because apparently you're really good at it. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're at the end of this awesome conversation, unfortunately. Um, do you have any social links where people can find your book? before we wrap up here? Um, yes, keep going. Believe in yourself always. You can and you will get through anything life throws at you and know all the curveballs are not gonna be easy. Um, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, but it's about believing in yourself, believing you're worth it, knowing you're worth it and knowing that anything is possible. Well said, awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you for joining me today. This was a wonderful conversation, truly, truly. Uh, Ashley, are you still there? <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, everyone um, who are still with me, um, thank you for joining us today in this latest episode of the Word of the Podcast. I am your host, Dion Sanchez. Thank you again for joining me, Ashley Michelle. Um, again, stay healthy, stay safe. Don't be afraid to speak up. And until next time. Bye.